Hey, 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 here we are. Another episode of Cream City Dreams. Where we interview incredible, inspiring, wonderful, awesome Milwaukee women who are living their dreams and, as it turns out, making the world a better place. Mm-hmm. One meal at a time. Like our guest today, Emerald Mills, who is the founder and creator of Diverse Dining and also founder and lead visionary for the Turning Tables Initiative, a new entrepreneurial incubator for restaurateurs in Milwaukee in the historic Turner Hall on Val Phillips. Shelly, cutting this down, it's going to be tough. What a delicious episode. It's going to be meaty, folks. (laughs) And really sink your teeth into this one. Such a fun interview and so wise. I could listen to Emerald for hours, but we have edited this down to 25 minutes. So there was just so much good stuff. So juicy. So pull up a seat at the table. Dig in. Bon appetit. Bon appetit. (laughs) So Emerald Mills, if you haven't heard of her, Go look her up and we'll put links to the articles and her website and and podcasts that she's been on that describe this experience of diverse dining that she started Um, because it's an opportunity for people of all stripes to get together um, and to talk about differences and to do that over a meal, right? And to talk about... Um, To get out of your comfort zone. She mentions this at the end of the interview, and I think it's just brilliant that we don't get out of our our comfort zones because we're afraid of change when in fact that's what evolution is change and it's when we get out of our comfort zones that we evolve so feels yeah. to me like diverse dining is all about helping us giving us the nudge and the support we need to get out of our comfort zones and learn something new meet new people connect more deeply mm. yeah um, megan and uh shelly my name is emerald mills i'm the founder of diverse dining and now turning tables. Um, diverse dining I created because I was doing a lot of work in the public health field and I was noticing just the segregation and separation between uh, different cultures. And I had a, got officially trained to do some diversity, equity, inclusion training, but I felt like people never really left those trainings wanting to build further relationships. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of seemed to end awkwardly. And though they they helped to educate, they didn't seem to uh, empower uh, connection, in my opinion. And so though I knew they were necessary, I wanted to figure out a better way to have those conversations so that it could foster, you know, community and connection. And I got the idea to, I started to actually look around the city and kind of figure out where were places where there were natural, uh, where integration was kind of happen, happening naturally. Mm. Um, and I, although I think my market research was a little slated because I'm a foodie, um, it seemed to be <laughs> restaurants was, you know, always the place where I saw that people were, were willing to cross geographical lines. They were willing to um, be in environments where they may not be in, you know, all the time. Here she is bringing people together at restaurants over delicious food, learning about another culture while also sitting with people from other cultures and talking about that, you know, through not through stilted conversation, but through fun icebreakers and through, you know, pass the Bubba Ganoush, please. I mean, that's right. When I went to a diverse dining, we went to Damascus Gate and it was, oh, oh my gosh, amazing, delicious food and got yeah. to learn a little bit about 
about that history, you know? So I think what she's, what she's doing is phenomenal in our city. So if you don't know about her, be sure to check, be sure to check that out. What I want listeners to hear from, from Emerald about the birthday party she threw for herself. I think this is just fabulous. Such a fantastic way to get an idea off the ground. I ended up having a birthday party to test my concept and ended up inviting a bunch of friends to dinner. And um, at a Vietnamese restaurant, I did some research on the Vietnamese culture, which is um, very uh, prevalent in Milwaukee. And a lot of times it's just not necessarily the conversation. And so I did a diverse dining with my friends as a birthday party, which they kind of were required to come to um, (laughs) and didn't know that they were coming to a diverse dining. And um, it went over really well. I think like over over half of them had never been to a Vietnamese restaurant before. Over over half of them weren't familiar with the food or the culture. And all of them uh, said that they were willing to come back and that they had got something from the experience. And so because Mm. I always try to surround myself with people who are pretty honest with me, I knew that if they liked it and they were willing to come back, that the general public would probably like it. And so that gave me the confidence to start Diverse Dining for the public. Invite your friends, instant focus group. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, I mean, not not dissimilar from what some of our other guests have done, right? Right, right. Made some ice cream, gave it to her friends. Yep. And also what she says about surrounding yourself with people who will be honest with you. Wow. That was, that was brilliant. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. She breezed, she breezed kind of past this, but she mentioned after she threw her birthday party and there was a great response from her friends, she was still a little nervous about putting it out there in the world. And her friend called Caitlin Cullen and said, will you host a diverse dining at Tandem? And I just love how friends can nudge us in the direction of our dreams, right? Simply by helping us be courageous, standing with us, Mm -hmm. making a call for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just, you know, I felt, I felt like a theme for her wanting to support, you know, and to pay it forward and to, to help entrepreneurs. Like you just saw this generous spirit in her as well. I mean, and that's what, Mm -hmm. that's exactly what turning tables is, is how can I lift other people up in this community and set them on the path to success? You know, that over and over. Yep. I feel like this is a theme in our, in all of our guests, you know, women just wanting to support each other. Yeah. Like, one thing I realized really quickly, one thing that the the pandemic did for me was affirm my why. You know, my purpose was needed, you know, now more than ever, and that I had to figure out a way to keep doing the work, even though, you know, I couldn't do it the way that I was doing it before. And so mm. I ended up launching some boxes, uh, diverse dining boxes, and and um, worked out, worked, started working with the vendors that I had already had relationship with, and then. I'm working on ways to expand out to other vendors. And then I created more like learning, individual learning kits and kits that you can do with groups. So you could still have the discussion um, via the internet or however, what, you know, way you were doing it with the people that lived in your house. And that went uh, well. I, I also like formed a partnership with Upstart Kitchen at that time, which was the first incubator kitchen. I felt like they had a bunch of vendors in house. And they like opened up during the pandemic. And so I started working with them, which I started to learn that and this whole story that you that a lot of people don't even know. My partner in life is a food has a food truck and watching him just sidebar of the whole conversation, but watching his life, like getting up, going to the store, cook the food, clean the truck. Like, I'm like, who are you going to be with? Like, 
<laughs> like, how is this going to work with my life? I don't know. I love you a lot, but this is a lot, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and, and I still, you know, say that, that he's like the hardest working man I know, but it, and in some ways it was kind of killing him, um, and killing us for sure, you know, cause mm-hmm. either I was going to have to change my career and be on that food truck with him for, for a lot of time, or we were going to figure something else out. Um, and so that mm-hmm. mixed with the, me starting to build these new relationships with these food entrepreneurs at um, Upstart Kitchen kind of started to birth like, ooh, food entre- food-based entrepreneurs need more help than just customers, right? They need more support. They need more um, flexibility. They need more understanding, you know, and uh, they need more community. All of that combined birthed the passion for turning tables. And again, you know, there's a little pattern here opportunity just like came at, at, at the right time. And so I, I met Emilio, who was the executive director uh, for Turning Tables. His wife ordered a box and he came and picked it up. Oh, um, wow. And so we talked and he, you know, like the day after, um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm a heavy faith person. So I just, I believe it was God, but like the, literally the day after I like said a prayer, like we need a kitchen, we need to figure something out. Like Emilio shows up at the restaurant to pick up a box for his wife and is telling me that they're about to release the RFP for the kitchen um, in the Turner Hall space. And like, and and I'm like, and he's like, oh, you should just come, you know, just come look and see. And I'm like, okay. And so I, you know, set up a time to, to uh, look at the kitchen. And when I come and walk in this building, I'm like, you know, I guess some people would have been like, this is it. But I was like, what the hell? <laughs> This is a lot. It's a big space. <laughs> I that part out, I don't know. But I was like, this is kind of big. Like, I don't know what you want me to do in here because it's not, you know. And and I think for me, honestly, just the burden of even probably what the restauranteurs uh, feel when they have a restaurant. Like, this is a lot. This is gonna require a lot of maintenance. Like, I um, with diverse dining, like I operated with like a couple freelance staff. Yeah, um, and, yeah. you know, I, I had an assistant and, you know, part-time marketing person by that time, but like I could live on the beach and then come fly in when somebody wanted me to do a diverse <laughs> dining or do one virtually and, and stay on the beach, you know, which is right. kind of my plan in uh, honesty at this point. And so when I saw this, this building, I was overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, and so I had, I was kind of like, okay, thanks, Emilio. That was really cute. Like, I appreciate you calling me out here. You know, I guess once, once I came into the space, it, you know, there, there was just a connection that happened beyond me again. And I started to like feel this, like, you are supposed to be there. This is the time for this. You asked for this. You were going to figure it out. Everything is going to be okay. But I was working with a small, another small business that was helping me uh, do some marketing and uh, other stuff that I had needed sales and marketing. And she was like, I'll write the RFP for you. <laughs> I'm like, what? You know, wow. and so like she it donated some of her time, um, helped me organize the team. And uh, she, Julie, at Not Magic. And, you know, we wrote a, a very strong RFP. Um, we pulled together a business concept. Six months later, we are licensed. We are in the space. We are a business entity, a corporation, and and have a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, and so that is the uh, turning. We have turned. It's turned the table of my life. <laughs> <laughs> We are wow. here. And so what exactly, what exactly is it? So it's a, it's a, it's a oh, restaurant. Yeah, I should have said that. <laughs> yeah. Let's. Yeah, so, just... so the concept behind a uh, turning tables is it is, is 
it operates and and we kind of think about a organization that has a revenue generating stream. So our revenue generating stream is our bar and it's like a very baseline menu. Like we'll have burgers, fries, some baseline things that people can get all the time when they come in here during our regular hours. And then the behind the scenes is through both uh, hands-on and some modules that are being developed. We will work with food-based entrepreneurs and like basically work on food-based entrepreneurs and chefs on uh, helping them be able to develop and test their concept before they make the biggest investment and risk, as well as provide um, different layers of support for them. So my hopes is that as we grow and develop, like we will even be able to have like small teams of people that will be able to go out with the entrepreneur as they go into a place or um, also have been building some strategic partnerships with um, organizations like Third Street Marketplace and some of the other, you know, public market and some of the other places that uh, Walnut Way that have more of a facility that's ready to go, uh, but that's still like not a full restaurant out on their own. So mm-hmm. that after these entrepreneurs go through that training, they can go into a gradual process of growth and development um, that mitigates some of the risks for them and a gradual um, scaling of businesses that is uh, you know, that is feasible for, for business owners, as well as on our end, support, accountability, um, you know, the community will be able to kind of weigh in on, you know, hey, we love the food. Uh, hey, this was a little salty, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, you know, I think you're going to need a little bit more staff, uh, you know, whatever the, the the information is for the community um, that they, the, the, the credit, I want to say criticism, but the the feedback, feedback or, yeah. thank you. The feedback that uh, the community can give to a starting um, food entrepreneur to help them grow and to kind of learn and and correct whatever wow. they need to correct. Yeah. So it's so beautiful, and you're jumpstarting this with a contest for who wants to be a yes food you. entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. So yes. So we're kickstarting. We we are currently we are open. Um, we are doing a pop up with. My partner, who I talked about earlier, he has a food truck. So he is here cooking, has the food truck. And then the bars open Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays up until uh, July 20th through 23rd, which is our Who Wants to Be a Restaurant tier. Um, I don't want to call it a competition, but kind of showcase mm-hmm. that we're having for local chefs, food-based entrepreneurs, really anybody who wants the opportunity to get the community to uh, experience you know, a lot, the larger community to experience their culinary skills or their mm-hmm. food or whatever it is that they, that they do. And so it is, you know, we are hoping that we get some entrepreneurs, some foodies that don't have access to a kitchen that want, maybe have a desire and heart to open a restaurant at some point so that they get that experience for a day, get the feedback from the community, also get some hands-on feedback from some business experts and can, can maybe be involved in our fall programming if they want to, or, um, just take that information to make their business better. Oh, fun! So different, different restaurateurs on different days. Correct. Um, uh, what we're what we're hoping for is that we can do two um, a night, and then when the when the customer comes in, they can choose like, hey, I want Italian food, or hey, I want to go over here with this entrepreneur so because we cool. have a, it's a pretty large space, so there's two sides, so they'll get to like, I want vegan food, I want this or whatever, um, and go have one of the restaurant experiences on a day. Awesome. So I'm, I have a question. If, when this is a wild success, mm-hmm. turning tables is just, you know, the, the place to be in Milwaukee. Thank, thank you for the win, Shelly. I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank, thank you for the win. Cause some days I'm oh, like, oh, 
course. I'm like, God, I am not going to curse myself, but I am like, what in the world are we doing here? It's a lot of work to get there. (laughs) Um, But when it's a success, what will be different for you and for diverse dining and for your personal life Mm -hmm. with your partner? Like what'll be different for you? Yeah, well, well, one of the things is, and I didn't talk about this, this also gives diverse dining a house. Not only we can, we will do monthly diverse dinings here, um, we also can provide training. You know, my heart with diverse dining is that, you know, families, you know, everybody, you know, is equipped to have these conversations. And so, you know, I will conduct trainings. We will, we will be able to have a place where we can get people trained. They can continue to do diverse dinings in other restaurants around the city, around the country, in their homes, whatever they ah, cool. um, need to do. And so um, that's one thing that's a benefit for me um, professionally, um, being able to enjoy life, which is which is a part of the passion that I have and want for any entrepreneur, not just food based entrepreneurs, but any entrepreneurs. I did not leave my job. You know, when I when I used to work as though I worked hard and though I did my work really well, when I got off at five o'clock. I got off at five o'clock. I could go to Jasmine Park. I could go do what I want to do. I could go on vacation. I wasn't thinking about any of it. As an entrepreneur, I cannot name probably more than a day, if that, where I took a day off <laughs> in my mm-hmm. mind. And so I think that, you know, that that's the life and work of an entrepreneur. I think that there's some ben- there's a lot of benefits in some ways to that, but I think there's a lot of disadvantages when you think about our mental health and mm-hmm. our well-being. And I don't think that that is what kind of life we we wanted to sign up for when we thought about entrepreneurship. In fact, I know a lot of people say they they did it because they didn't want to work for somebody who was a jerk or whatever the case. They wanted a break, but they wanted flexibility. And I, I think that sometimes we think we we have that and we're getting that, and we really are not. And so my my passion for my own life, for my relationship and for others is that we get to find that balance. We get to, you know, be profitable, be successful, have a good life, um, but have our mental health and well-being at the same time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Good for you. I feel like that's been a theme with our guests and all of our guests are women. This is a show highlighting Mm -hmm. Milwaukee women. Mm -hmm. I feel like that balance, striking that balance of wanting to do it, wanting to do it all, but also Mm -hmm. all including mental health and including sanity and including balance, you know, so Mm -hmm. important. And not working for a jerk and ourselves included, right? (laughs) That inner voice that's that's like, you need to be working right now. Why are you putting your feet up? You should be doing something. Yeah, that's, that's, that's real. One of of my friends always says, be kind to Tiff. But I think that that's the thing, you know, we have to, we just have to be kinder to ourselves. You know, I think because we're, we're women who are driven and ambitious and, you know, and have had wins and successes, like a lot of time, we don't take a lot of time to clap for ourselves and to say like, you did a good job. I recently um, sent an email to some people just summarizing kind of like what I've been working on, because I feel sometimes I feel so disconnected to community, <clears throat> because there's been so much work. But mm-hmm. when I went through the list of like what we had to do in six months, it's like we formed an organization, we got all of this a lot of structural stuff done like we are in a building we got the building license like that is a lot of stuff and like in my mind though I just can think about a to-do list of like a thousand of things that I need to do and if I don't consciously stop and pause and say Emerald you did a good job the world's not gonna fall apart everything's gonna be okay like I will not be living in the moment I will not be even enjoying the journey Mm -hmm. and I don't want 
you know, I don't want that life as, as, as challenging as it is and as many dollars as we need. And we hope that you donate and come be a part of everything. Let's, let's be clear. Um, you know, we want to do it with, 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 um, some joy. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. And how, how do we support you? How does the community support you? How, what do you need from Milwaukee? Well, first I'm saying money, 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 money. <laughs> Ooh, you can sing too. Wow. I can, listen, we're going to save this because uh, everybody will not agree that I can sing, but um, so, so money, I mean, believe it or not, we are, we are, we, we did get awarded so shout out to Drew Holiday. We won the Drew Holiday grant. It was a small grant. Um, and they're helping us to do some capital campaigning, you know, thankfully marketing, all of the things that I um, don't do that well. Um, so uh, that is help, you know, we'll, that that is going to be very helpful. Um, but so giving, I would say, is, is number one. This is a massive project. It costs massive money. We need to hire. We want to hire a probably additional five to 10 staff. We want to pay everybody a living wage or above. So we, we need money. Um, in addition, we need talents. You know, I want, I want the entrepreneurs that are coming around, coming into this program to be surrounded by the best uh, talent. And I know there are a lot of people, like I said before, who have worked in the restaurant industry, um, people who are market, who are great marketers, people who are great uh, attorneys, people are, restauranteurs need all of them. Mm. Um, and so I would love to see the community, you know, in some ways, volunteer some of their time to kind of support uh, this this effort. And you know, as we grow, obviously, I'm, I'm I don't want to work for free. As I don't think anybody else, you know, I want to figure out ways to make it beneficial. But if the community has something to give, I'm sure that it's something that we need. Um, and so, uh, if you can't uh, support us with dollars, or you don't have a rich rich uncle that you can call in a favor for us. Um, you know, you can come and volunteer. You can uh, offer something. You can um, be here. You can come buy a burger. You can uh, do something. So um, that's what we would ask. Get a ticket to the upcoming event. Um, share it on your Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it. Love it. Let people know what we're doing and, and why we're doing it. All of those things help um, at whatever level that a person can give. Um, to give refer uh, chefs that you know should be cooking and should have their own kitchen refer chefs that maybe have a food truck and need some additional support or wherever or whatever it is that you you are connected whatever your connection point is um, just provide that resource so you know I know not every like I said somebody can give at whatever level they can give but they can give something awesome and I have a question about Milwaukee because this is this podcast is called Cream City Dreams, and we're really focusing on kind of the magic and beauty of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. How would you articulate, or what would you say about what makes Milwaukee the place that you want to to do this work, both diverse dining and turning tables? Well, I mean, I I, I believe the opportunities are are endless here, and I feel like Milwaukee is a city where like you're always one person away from whoever you need to know. Like mm-hmm. I can like go any, anywhere I go. If I'm like, I need to meet the mayor. I need to meet, you know, whoever it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I know them. And then like, they can put in a call and, and then I can be connected. I don't know any other city where, you know, I can, I can do that. Um, me and I think we, we have a lot of resources uh, when it comes to business, when it comes to entrepreneurship and things like that, that a lot of cities may not have. So I think Milwaukee yeah. is a great place for, for all of those reasons. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Yay. Oh, this is so fun. Oh, I I can't wait to come and have a burger and try the pop-up chefs and do, you know, do all of it. I want to get, I'm excited. Yeah. I can't wait for y'all coming. That's my favorite part of everything. It's like the people are here. Yes. 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 We'll have to talk because we would love to do our, like a end of season party, you know, invite our listeners and invite our guests. That'd be great. We love parties. We can't do all that. What a treat. Oh, what a treat. Go buy tickets to her events. Get down to Turner Hall, turn some tables with Emerald Mills. Any investors out there, pour your money in this. Yes. Milwaukee needs this and our city and world will be a better place when this business is thriving. Yes. Our stomachs will be grateful as well. (laughs) Sounds delicious. I'll see you there, Shelly. Oh, I can't wait. And... We might even have a post-season soiree party. Soiree. Oh, a Cream City Dreams turns tables. A meet and greet. Meet and greet. So watch this space for more. Are you loving the podcast? Oh, we hope so. If you are, do us a favor. Like us on all the socials. We are on Facebook at Cream City Dreams. We are on Instagram at Cream City Dreams. And tell your friends. Share our links on your socials. And maybe most importantly, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell them how much you love us. And if you're feeling even more generous, you could buy us a coffee at the link in the show notes. This podcast is a labor of love, by which we mean we absolutely love creating it. But it's a heck of a lot of work. So if you want to throw us a couple bucks to buy ourselves a coffee, or honestly, if we get more than a couple bucks, possibly some better editing software, we would not stop you. Have we mentioned that we have seven kids between us? So we're pretty much up early before the kids wake up to put this thing together. So coffee would not go amiss. Show us the coffee. And hey, you know some woman doing something inspiring in Milwaukee and you think we should interview her? Please drop us an email, creamcitydreamspodcast at gmail.com or head to our website. Let us know about her. And if you see our guests in the wild, be sure to let them know you've heard about them on Cream City Dreams Podcast. And as always, thank you so much for listening. It is a joy to connect with you here. Yes, you're helping us bring our Cream City Dream to life. Boom. Boom. Thanks, listeners. We love you.